1: Welcome to Book Off, the literary podcast with a difference. I'm Joe Haddow, and I'm joined today by two wonderful humans who are gearing up for A War of the Words a bit later on. My first guest is best-selling author, costa judge and literary advocate Adele Parks. Hello to you.
2: Hello, lovely
1: to be here. Uh, lovely to have you here. And I'm also joined by former fiction editor and journalist turned author, Lucy Foley. Hello to you. Hi,
2: thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: Looking resplendent, both of you in cream and white. And I'm sat here in an old T-shirt thinking I should have really made an effort. But um, So I'm sorry about my shabby appearance from over this news desk. <laughs> you look fabulous. <laughs> You're very kind to say so. She's, she's so trying funny. to get points in already, she is. Adele. She yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I was slow
0: there wasn't I I was, I was going for the no one can see you but that's not really as good is it Sorry. no
1: she wins on that part yeah nearly. but I'm more
0: honest <laughs> 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 oh, not we've Rita. known each other longer <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that will not come into the book off later I
0: promise it's um, very neutral I didn't very win last it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> very neutral Lucy I promise um i should mention actually for anyone who hasn't heard the podcast before the book off is where each of you are going to tell us about a book that you absolutely love later on we're going to get three minutes each on the clock for you to tell us about a book that's not your own this is one that you've read lots or you think everyone should read uh and we're going to battle it out later and i have to be the judge of that later so um you know keep the compliments coming and we'll see we'll see which way it swings we'll find out what those books are that you're putting forward a bit later on um, but i want to talk about your books your latest ones and adele i want to talk about lies 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 your your last book i invited her in was a chilling domestic noir and if possible i think your latest novel is even darker <laughs>
0: It is, isn't <laughs> it? Are you worried about me? No, not yet. But you know, I just
1: as I was reading, I was thinking, well, she'd already she'd already gone pretty dark, and this one is. I mean, well, tell us about it. it it's it's certainly more chilling, I would say. It
0: is. Um, so this whole genre, domestic noir, I think what's attractive to it is um, the stakes have to be high, and I don't think there's anything higher stake-wise than um, how much your family love you, and therefore how much they can hurt you. Um, And so this story is about Daisy and Simon, who've been a couple that have been together for about 20 years. Uh, They're okay. They're not in the first throes of passion and love. They're okay, though. 20 years. Let's be realistic. Uh, They've got a five-year-old daughter who came along after years of infertility and hardship, um, and they adore her, they both adore her. Simon thinks there's one more thing that he could give this adored five-year-old, which is a sibling. Daisy's very against it. She thinks, you know, we're lucky as we are. We're a lovely little threesome. You know, let's not push our luck. But Simon won't take no for an answer. He's, he's quite a determined man. He decides to take himself off to the latest IVF specialist to see if there's been any improvements in um, the, the treatment they can have and also just to get himself checked out because it's five years later. Unfortunately, the news he receives, and this is not a big spoiler, this is in Chapter 1, <laughs> uh, the news he receives is that not he can't have another child and not only that, he didn't father the first one. <gasps> oh, good guess. Oh, I goodness. love her. And I, read it, and I read it, I read it, I love it. <laughs> Um, and that's the beginning of you know the book's called Lies Lies Lies. That's the first one. Um, <laughs> uh, he's a fun- Simon's a functioning alcoholic. He clearly functions a lot less ably once he's had this news. And, and it's about their marriage being in crisis. Why has Daisy lied? And what is the nature of the lie? Um, and his his actions because of the consequence of being lied to are absolutely uh, they're, they're tremendously destructive and they they shatter the family of three which is of course the exact opposite of what he wanted to do which i think is i think it's a really sad thing because um you know our intentions are quite often so far away from our results and i think that's what this book is about trying to explore that gap of what we long for and want and how we actually behave
1: and it's another page-turner, Adele. You've done it again. Blimey, you can't put it down. Well, Lucy, you've read it. I mean, yes, it's just one of those ch- 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 books, isn't it? Which is sort of perfect for the for this thank time you. of year. Thank and thank you. you're very prolific, you know. I mean... D- d- 19
0: novels, 19 years. That's what I mean, love you know, saying that.
1: It's, and it's very neat, isn't it? Which is, which is, which is, it's which is like you. to be even
2: neat next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but how do you... I mean, maybe this is a, a bit of a stupid question, but how do, do you keep those ideas coming year on year, then?
0: I don't know how the ideas come. I mean, they do just come. That is my brain. Um, We're laughing because I'm being asked a lot at the moment because the book's called Lies, Lies, Lies. I'm asked a lot about the nature of lying. And I said, oh, when you think about it, I lie for a living, don't I? I make stuff up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I have always enjoyed being in my own brain and going through the what-if scenarios. I will come up with, say, 30 ideas before I actually start to write one of them so between sort of early september and january i will investigate a number of ideas a number of plots i'll settle on a plot about october from october onwards i'll think okay if this is my plot who could this happen to that it would be have the most dire consequences that it would be the most tragic thing And then, in January, I start writing. And I think it's that sort of really deep investigating of plot and really making sure that you're not going to get sort of 50, 60 pages in and think, oh, no, actually, this doesn't work, or mm. I'm, I don't believe it, or I don't feel it, that um, that hopefully makes it the page turn you've described, which is wonderful. But also the fact that I have more ideas than I can possibly write, I think, is <laughs> it's a lovely place to be. It's never a thing I worry about. I remember even by about book six people started saying aren't you worried you're going to run out of Mm. ideas and i've always said no i'm worried i'm going to run out of time (laughs) (laughs) i I think that is that's actually my motto of life anyhow i am worried i'm going to run out of time there's so much to do and uh you know it's very exciting um so yeah they come they they, actually my books are always about normal people as Mm. well i mean infertility and functioning alcoholics are people we all know we all know people that deal with those very tragic situations and so I don't think I come up with anything extraordinary. I think if I was talking about, I don't know, another world mm. and other planets, maybe I wouldn't be able to write one book a year because mm. I would have to do a lot more investigating and, and a lot more research, I suppose. I don't know how you research another planet. <laughs> no, i really building. sure how you do that. Just thinking as I've said it aloud. <laughs> you yeah. just
1: get a, a piece of paper and start drawing. Drawing I think, little and pretty pictures. See what happens. Take
0: tablets you shouldn't. Well, just kidding, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs>
1: I do.
2: Am I allowed to step in? Of course <laughs> you may, Lucy. <laughs> do, you, do you kind of come back to those other ideas, those other kind of 29 No, ideas? when they've gone, they've gone. They've gone. Never look back. Wow. wow. Right. Also, that's another that one is. of my life lessons. I am really good on these life lessons today. You know, I'm yeah, writing
1: these I'm like, down. I wish <laughs> I had a pen. I
2: need to wear a pen, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, so never look back. I mean, if you've said no to them at one point, mm-hmm, they, they mean, weren't up dead. to it. Yeah. So do not scramble around in them, in my humble opinion. Because um, are there a, the, are... There a, you know, the, you can spend a lot of time writing books is time consuming yeah. Yeah. I mean I only got as far as January on my plan and then January to June is the actual writing of the book and then June till the following September is the promoting of, mm. of, of the last book so it's a very busy time so you don't want to go back at something you've no. already rejected, consider it like an ex-partner yeah. gone yes You're out of my life you weren't good it's enough done. then you never will be yeah that's, that's it. very
1: good advice thinking about it like
2: that <laughs> that's really good advice and lucy
1: so what true. thinking of ideas where did the idea for the hunting party come from do you remember
2: yes i do so uh my husband and i had booked a few days away in this remote um scottish estate not nearly as glamorous as the one they go <laughs> to well, the estate itself is pretty glamorous but we rented a cottage for you know peanuts a night. Um, And we were driving, I think driving up there, and I was just looking through the instructions that we'd got for staying there. And uh, it was the middle of winter, the snow was already starting to fall, you know, Mm. just a few flakes. But it said in the instructions, um, in the event of very heavy snowfall, be advised that you may not be able to enter the estate and you actually may not be able to leave. And that just got me thinking, that kind of gave me the tingles, you know, you have those tingles. I thought that is, already that feels like the perfect kind of setting for a locked room murder mystery. And then getting there, it was just perfect. So my poor husband, we literally spent this holiday that we booked (laughs) trudging around in the snow thinking, oh, it could happen there. You know, there could be a murder (laughs) in the ravine or, you know, Um, just brilliant. And it was really odd. I've never had that with a book like all of it come together quite so quickly before I mean I did feel almost by the end of this week that I had it sort of plotted out I mean very rough draft of the plot um mm. and of course it changed a lot after that but it was really exciting it's really yeah. exciting and to be in the place you were literally inspired by the place yes. yeah yeah and I think at the same time I'd been thinking this would be such a good place to get you know, a group of old friends up to celebrate New Year's. Yeah. Um, which I still think is a really good idea, but none of them, funnily enough, want to do None of them now. are keen enough yeah. to <laughs> see where your imagination took.
0: I've read Lucy's book. There's a, there's a bit of a love in going there's on a, here. That's very, yeah, that's good. Very nice. that's and, nice. I, and I have to say, it's absolutely gorgeous when you said, well, my place wasn't anything like that. We got somewhere for peanuts. Because the place you imagined is just phenomenal. Mm. I don't care if people are murdered there. I'd still go. <laughs>
1: You want to see it, don't I, you? you? I want to see, see this I
0: know it's exists other than it. in your mind, but it's yeah.
2: great.
1: <laughs> and for those who haven't read it yet, I mean, it's been out in hardback, but it's coming out in paperback mm. um, at the end of the month. So tell us a little bit about the, the story for those who are of thinking: course. what's she on about? Murder and snow? Yes,
2: old friends. <laughs> Set the scene for us. Of course. So it is the hunting party is about a group of old friends who travel up to a very remote um, estate in the Scottish Highlands um, to celebrate New Year's Eve. And this is sort of something they do every year, so they get together, people's lives are busy, but this is a chance to get together and um, have a bit of a party. Mm. And uh, it starts off pretty well, you know, they're drinking the champagne, they're kind of sharing old stories, they love kind of, they do that thing old friends do, they sort of rake over the past and shared anecdotes and things. But maybe it's something about the location, um, being disconnected from the rest of the world, the snow coming in, um, that brings out something sort of latent and feral in them. Um, and old secrets rise to the surface. Big friendship-destroying secrets. Uh, to the extent that on the morning of New Year's Day, in the heaviest snowfall the estate has seen in decades, a broken body is found in the snow. Who done it?
1: <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I got some top, that top. last oh, you bit. You did? I did. <laughs>
0: very... <laughs> and also that thing about, you said, a body. Because it's also... We don't know even. It's a, we don't who know who died. Yes. It's yeah. not who done it. Yes. It's also who died. Who died? Yes. Exactly. So it's kind of yes. a double mystery it's a bit in one. Sneaky. Yeah.
1: You got very animated at the end there. I liked it, Lucy, <laughs> the, the way you were really getting body into that. A
2: sort of <laughs> acting a broken body isn't it. <laughs>
1: um, I want to ask you both about about well domestic noir, I guess, as, as this sort of framework. And I've, I've heard your book being described as a crime novel as well, mm. which I suppose it is in many ways. Um, there's something about at the moment, and maybe it's always been home families, mm. friendships, which get readers really drawn in. Mm. Is that just because we all have them? We all have a home and friends and family and, and or, or what is it that sparks that want to to read about people like us?
0: I think there is a difference. I've only ever written about friends and family and and home i'm even when I wrote two historical novels. They were still about friendships first yeah, and foremost, were, yeah. even mm. though they were set in a war. They mm. were, you know, they were still about friendships. I think it is one because it's something we can all relate to because we all have friends or family or, or a home. But um, I think there's something different happening in, in sort of our, our, our recent history, which is, and I don't want to get too political on you, <laughs> but because we have less, I think, arguably less trust for our politicians and our leaders and there's a lot of fake news and all those kind of lies at a really huge level Mm -hmm. and we're losing respect for those people i think we're looking closer to home because that's our sphere that we perhaps can control or we Mm. hope we can control Mm. therefore if it goes wrong it's even more catastrophic Mm. because that's the thing that keeps us all safe and secure and do you think you know if my family are okay we're all okay the world might be going to pot but we're okay so then if you write a book about yeah your family's not that okay look Mm -hmm. what's happening in this family things are really scary um and i think that's quite thrilling it's also very thrilling to watch to read it if it's not your family and it's also very thrilling to read it in a book because to an extent a book is always resolved so if in in Lucy's case which isn't a domestic drama it is a thriller but in the thriller you find out who the body is and who did it Mm. um and in my case kind of everybody will sort of get the just desserts or get a new equilibrium or, or not. Or, but you, you get an end, which in real life, I'm afraid we don't have that kind of level of um, certainty. And I think one of the things books do, whilst they scare us, they
2: also comfort us, which is super Definite. complex. Mm. But I think that that is what's going on. Absolutely. I think there's something, um, you know, I was thinking about the murder mystery structure. There's something very satisfying about that puzzle structure. And I think yeah. that's why Agatha Christie has this sort of enduring appeal. Um, but I definitely think for me, it's also the nosiness factor. <laughs> you know, it's awful. I shouldn't admit that. But I mean, one night, you know, my husband and I were sitting there on the sofa and it was um, in the middle of a heat wave. Uh, and we were sort of the middle flat kind of little London flat um, so we had all the windows open at the front and this is
1: sounding very familiar I mean it's, it's very but it's awful because
2: <laughs> it was so nosy but there was this horrendous kind of Relationship ending argument in yeah. the next oh, flat no. over, but it was sort of very, um, you know, kind of we there young middle book. class couple, and it was fascinating, it was awful. We sort of sat there trying not to listen, but you can't, okay. So, I'm
0: quite amused now. I want to know what the difference between a middle class couple's row is and any other couples. Were they arguing about hummus? Eat? Like, you didn't decant mean, the hummus, I we're think, done. I, I mean, what is it? What
2: it was is that we we're sitting there, and it was like, these could be our friends, you know. The could be because they were sort of sounds about our age, you know, and it's just awful. And I and I'm showing myself up to be a really bad person for for saying this, but I just think. Who, el- who wouldn't have done that? Who wouldn't have sat there and listened? Mm. But it was, I mean, it was it was sort of, and your parents don't like me, and, you know, and we'd never have sex. i would be awful. Anyway, I will preserve their privacy. <laughs> no. <from now> <laughs> yes, because <laughs> you still live in that flat. No, oh, different
0: Oh, plant, good, different good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, That's why serious. she can talk about yeah. it. <laughs> I
1: was
0: going to say, oh, <laughs> so you have to go home, Lucy. Oh but no, it's oh all God. fine. <laughs> it's fine. But I think <laughs> you're absolutely right. There is a nursiness factor. And I think another way of looking at that is you, puts yourself in the shoes of the character, but not quite. Mm. You never want anything that dreadful to happen to you. It's mm. a little bit like going on a roller coaster ride at a theme park. You want to be scared, but you also want to know you're actually at a theme park okay. and you're not really in any level of danger. And I think that's the same with um, the sort of nosiness slash relating to.
2: Totally. Yeah. And there's almost a kind of catharsis going through it, but then realising you're okay. Yeah. Actually, my and family's okay. great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, they're not that bad
0: in comparison. <laughs> I actually had a lovely tweet recently. Somebody had um, has an early advance copy of my book, and so she'd read it away in advance of publication. And she said, oh, I was up at four in the morning with all the worries and then I read your book, and I realised I had nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
1: okay. Well, that's, I mean, that is a pretty good uh,
0: compliment, it really, is. isn't it? it that, is. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll take that. That was Funny
0: yeah. Blake, so also. <laughs> oh, lovely, yeah, Fanny love love Blake. So, Blake. So, yeah. also, you yeah. see, we're all pleased that I've impressed Funny Blake. So totally, yeah. yeah, that's a big one. Well, that's yeah. a big tick, big tick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Did that yeah. give me points for the book off? just wondering?
1: Just... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: impressing Cashing fanny blake, blake. You have, more yeah.
1: in? have in. you impressed fanny blake lucy <laughs> you know, that, to equal this oh. out oh God. <laughs> um adele you and i judge the costa book award shorts story mm-hmm. competition every year this is something we we did maybe three or four years ago we started with a a brilliant group of judges and we've just not stopped have we because it's great fun. Well it is and they're shorter than the novel judging. And it's shorter <laughs> than the novel judging. Yeah,
0: let's be honest, Joe, we've both done the novel judging as well and we just think the homework's less. Well, yes,
1: but come on, we anyway, do. But also, no
0: genuinely also this is super exciting. We do not on our own because it, what's fabulous about this competition is not only a weird group of judges but when we narrow it down to three winners that goes out to a public vote mm. and i think that's a really important thing to mm. talk about so um, i think that happens in sort of late november does it that the, right. the public vote yeah. happens and i will encourage all the listeners of the podcast to to, to hunt this out and, and read the three short stories that are shortlisted and pick a winner Because once we get it down to the three, it's really quite tough, isn't it? It is, really tough. Because they are hugely talented people. And we judge these absolutely blind, so we don't know the name, age, gender. We know nothing about these people, which I think is absolutely brilliant Brilliant. and the way it should be. But what's super exciting is one of the winners from about two or three years ago, one of the winners that we picked as a Mm shortlist of three, is now published with my publisher. And I met her and I didn't know any of this. And she sort of came up to me and said, oh, did you judge the cost of short stories? I said, I did. And she said, I won one. It was the uh, the two buns.
1: That's Chelsea Barnes. Yes. Chelsea and, and it's Luanne Goldie, and, isn't it? I was just it? about to say, it's Luanne Goldie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. With and she
0: has a new book out called Nightingale Point, which is absolutely beautiful and brilliant. And I know we can't really take credit, Joe, but let's. Let's, let's take, take a, the credit. Let's take a let's, bit of credit. Let's
1: cash in on that. Just a
0: tiny little half percent tiny. of credit for discovering that woman because <laughs> totally. she's awesome.
1: But a lot of credit can be given to the public who voted it as well. So I think really it's theirs. Yeah, we should okay. encourage, like you say, <laughs> people to go and check <laughs> out the shortlist.
0: And them. also to enter in the first place.
1: Yes, actually. So, so. so,
0: you know, it is a groundbreaking competition that real talent gets noticed and real talent uh gets noticed way beyond the competition they do mm. get publishing deals mm. um yeah. and there are a number of examples of that but what
1: i was going to say is because you read an awful lot I do. but what is it about i mean i sort of know what i get out of, of it but what is it for you about judging these and this and discovering this new writing that you love so much other than it's shorter than the novel <laughs> <laughs> Actually
0: though joking aside short stories are harder to write than a novel in so some ways yeah. Absolutely are I mean I would that's my first point that you know there's <laughs> huge <laughs> levels of skill that go into to writing the, these short stories mm. I think it's simply that I think it's really exciting to discover new talent I mean, I, I discover new talent all the time because I can discover somebody that's been published 20 years, but it's the first time I've read yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Mm. So therefore, I'm kind of discovering as a person new talent. But the idea of maybe helping somebody's career, just facilitating a teeny, tiny, tiny bit, um, is super exciting. Mm. And it's, it's actually a very competitive, tough industry, um, publishing. I mean, it's actually an adorable industry once you're in it. It's full of mm. really super nice people. <laughs> way nicer than being a management consultant trust me I'm speaking from experience <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's very difficult to get into it mm. and I think that uh, the Costa uh, competi- well all the Costa novel awards are really important but the Costa short story is, is a lovely way of, of discovering new mm. talent and I do enjoy my time with my judges I mean as a novelist and Lucy you're probably the same we have very isolated lives except mm, when we are perceived. yes except yeah. when we're actually promoting um, so the idea in sort of uh, some point in November going out for d- dinner with four very intelligent interesting people and and judging lots of other intelligent interesting people's <laughs> stories is a win-win, you know, mm. it's just, a, it's a super thing, um. because November is definitely when I'm locked away with my characters and my plot, of so course. I don't Daniel. actually see yes, real people, yes, although real people are very annoying, you know, they have all their own thoughts and opinions,
1: and, <laughs> 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 <to> control them, <laughs> yes. are you, uh, am I included in that uh, interesting and intelligent yes. bunch? Wow, goodness me. How
2: are the points Oh, doing? she's getting the compliments <laughs> in, no, Lucy, you've got to step it up now. Oh
1: my goodness.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There
1: are stories
2: and
0: mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong?
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. We're going to get to the book off very shortly, but I did just want to ask, um, Lucy, as, as someone who sort of came from publishing, from, mm. from that other side, how have you found being the author now?
2: Well, it's great. Well, we were actually talking before this and I was saying that I weirdly used to work as a very lowly editorial assistant when Adele was published by my publisher and um, I would get the room ready for Adele, so I would literally put out the biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now it's quite nice when I come, at, you know. When Somebody else the has room put out and the biscuits. Someone else has put out the biscuits, and all the copies of the book are there on the shelves, which yeah. are obviously always there. You always know, there. Lisa. Definitely haven't just been put always out. At before, front, always the at the front. Always at the front. You used um, to do very lovely room, room <laughs> <to> getting <laughs> ready. Oh, thank you. No, but thanks. she also did lots of other much I'm bigger so, jobs. Can we say? I'm so <laughs> pleased. My talents are appreciated. No. Like, um, uh, no, it's funny. I do feel a bit kind of poacher turned gamekeeper or the other way around. I did think that, you know, it would make it really easy to edit my own work, having been an editor. Absolutely not the case. <laughs> it probably makes it harder really? in some ways. I think I think what it did give me was a real appreciation of the importance of a really good edit. Yes. Um, and hopefully an ability to work with my editor really thoroughly because of that. Um uh, but Good no, practice. You
1: you you're sort of disciplined, I suppose. I think sense. so. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. so.
2: Um, I do miss it sometimes. I did work until a year ago. I was also working as a literary scout, um, mm. which is great fun. I I like to say literary scouts are like spies in the industry. But in a way, it's a bit like you you're talking about the Costa Short Story Short Story um, Award made me think of it because you're sort of discovering the new writing out there or you're reading things at the very cutting edge um, and that was really exciting so sort of mm. seeing them even sometimes before publishers have read them um, so it's coming from the literary agents they would send them to the scouts to sort of start reading them give their sort of feedback um, really enjoyed that just, life just got too busy
1: yeah but what a great thing to have done though.
2: Fantastic. You know,
1: and that's how films get made as well, isn't it? That's how options get
2: totally. So we had a film client, we would sort of send mm. things to them often before um, the publisher had got hold, even of, them. Got hold of it. So yeah. you do hear of these sort of film deals happening before <laughs> the publisher has even read the book. Reese Witherspoon will have it. Yes, totally. Yeah, you want that. <laughs> Which is lovely for the author, let's face it. Totally. Because it does give the author a, a little bit of
0: a little bit of power and excitement. Great and I mean, position absolutely. to be in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah so we all imagine well, yeah. we all <laughs> you,
0: were, you were hilarious i imagine we go yeah we we do too it didn't happen to us either
1: Sorry, mate. well it's going to, it's going to isn't it? that's all um i am just getting the clock out here because
0: oh God. it's
1: time for the book off can i say i'm so
0: nervous because i thought it was one minute
2: <laughs> i don't know why i thought it was one minute so no I it's three well no listen here's the, here are fine. the rules here are
1: the rules and you i can, never
2: win anything. You you can I'm just win. I'm just putting that in there. So yeah, <laughs> getting the sympathy vote.
1: Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> you can take as long as you want, up to three minutes. So if you wanna do it in a minute, that's fine.
2: I feel we I feel that's all we have. But oh, I but can talk.
1: You can't go over three minutes. Three minutes. Dem's the rules. That's okay? my
2: problem, I think, because I'll just waffle. Well oh, look, you I'll, won't because no, like, you're be to you?
1: you'll yeah. be fine. And Demonstrate
2: I'll, what happens I if you waffle. Oh
1: yes, if you well just if you waffle, I'm gonna cut you off with either no. one of those or with oh, one of those brutal. yeah it is brutal <laughs> but I'm afraid them's the breaks. They are. The so Adele you get to decide if you would like to be honked out or rung out
0: <gasps> why am I going first
1: no good now, 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 Lucy,
0: I was going to swap that but I, I let Lucy decide it's Lucy like, like, gets oh, to second. choose because
1: you get to choose your weapon
0: oh okay um which weapon would you like Lucy
2: oh, I don't mind maybe the honker the so go she's on. strictly okay. speaking. <laughs> oh, chose the weapon there. <laughs> oh, you just... uh, so I'll go she's second, it. please. She's flipped it.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> no. Playing the game. All right, so just before we start there, Lucy, tell us the book that you've chosen for the book off.
2: So it's called The Lady Vanishes by Ethel Lena White.
1: Right, okay. I'm putting three minutes on the clock. I'm going to put it here so you can see it. You can take up to three minutes... As long as you want to tell us about it, if if and when we get to three minutes, I'm going to be honking you out. Okay? okay, so it's over to you to tell us about the lady vanishes.
2: Okay, so the lady vanishes was actually written in the 1930s, um, and it was originally called the wheel spins, but it was made into a film uh, called the lady vanishes by Sir Alfred Hitchcock. Um, so you, know, you may have heard of him, <laughs> um, and it was actually his first real success so it was the film that got him noticed by hollywood so apparently he rode around london in a taxi just looking at it and looking at it up in lights on the cinemas um, celebrating this this glory um it is absolutely brilliant so i just want people to discover it it could be described in some ways as the original girl on the train because all the action takes place on board a train speeding through europe um a young woman called iris uh she's been staying with her friends in a remote corner of europe that's all we know um but she's sort of had a bit of a falling out because she was accused of seducing one of their husbands so she decides to leave a couple of days later than them so spend a couple more days in this remote corner of europe and so she boards a train on her own and in her carriage she meets another english woman who's also going back to england and they get chatting Um, But she had an episode of sunstroke before she got on the train. So she's feeling a bit headachy and ill. Um, So she falls asleep, takes a couple of sleeping pills and falls asleep. And when she wakes up, the woman is gone and there's no sign of her. And all of the passengers in the carriage claim that she never existed. So she has to work out whether there's some sort of conspiracy going on. Um, or whether she's actually going a bit mad. So in a way, it is a sort of... Um, I would say it's a kind of spiritual ancestor to books like The Woman in the Window or The Girl on the Train, where there is this character who is disbelieved by those around her. She knows she's witnessed something, um, but everyone else is saying, no, you're mad. And of course, she's had the episode of Sunstroke, so she's starting to question herself. And there is this genuinely terrifying bit, I hope this isn't too spoilery um, genuinely terrifying bit where there's this sort of threat of her getting taken off the train and put in an asylum because she's getting more and more kind of frantic knowing this woman's disappeared um, it is a huge page turner, I've never read anything quite like it, um, you also have these flashes to this woman the woman who's disappeared, her family in England, wi- awaiting her arrival with great excitement so you've sort of got this real kind of emotional tug too, and um, There's this glamour. I mean, it's the golden age of travel. Um, So, um, you know, in in the vein of the Orient Express. Um, But it's also surprisingly modern in feel. You know, you've got all this bed hopping at the beginning. Um, Iris is a brilliant heroine. She's sort of very unlikable, spoiled and selfish at the beginning. Um, But you gradually like her more and more as you sort of see her pluck. You've got brilliantly sinister characters. You've got this creepy doctor. You've got the black-clad baroness. They're all saying that she's lying. Um, You've got nuns. Oh no! I had so much more to say. <laughs> it doesn't
0: matter. You don't need to say
2: anymore. I'm buying it. I'm reading Buy it. it. It's, I, it's very good. It is a brilliant. masterclass in right, a page page turning writing. It is Adele's sold so already. I'm, I Ooh, I I think she's won. I mean no. <laughs> but I'm fine with you winning because it's <laughs> great. Do um, no, but
0: I do I, I love it? that idea that it's this spiritual forerunner of the the books that we now think are so mm. very very modern because yes. it just reminds us that people have been modern when they we in their, Absolutely. in their time they exactly. were modern you yeah. know and Absolutely. we're so patronising because we look back and think it's a kind of old school I mean, and done genuinely. and it's amazing I was
2: quite shocked by all this sort of oh, lo- at the beginning, to be fair you're not hard to shock so she said they're kind of loosely married couples you know at the beginning of mm. this group of friends and they're all, so they're all kind of they're living together it, that's fine it's allowed
0: in now.
1: the
2: 1930s mad <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that was a brilliant pitch and you can relax now for three <sighs> minutes we'll talk about it a bit I
2: mean oh one no. minute let's just remember who didn't get the one rule minute. sheet.
1: Oh, one okay. minute. Okay. Um, so, Adele, tell us which book before we start you're going to put up in the book off.
0: I am going to um, bring you Zoe Heller's Notes on a Scandal.
1: Notes on a Scandal. All right. Three minutes going on the clock. If you wish to use them, it's over to you to tell us about Notes on a Scandal.
0: Now, I never know how many people have already read this book because it was um, shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize in 2003. Always surprises me that 2003 wasn't yesterday. So, um, so you might have already all read it all by now, and if not, you might have seen the film, which is also excellent. It is a book about a rather toxic female friendship. Now, female friendship at its best is the most wonderful gift that is on the earth, in my, or one of the most wonderful gifts on the earth, in my humble opinion. But when it's toxic, it really goes badly wrong. Um, it's about two teachers. Um, uh... Middle-aged to elderly, actually, depending on how you want to visualise her, woman called Barbara, and a much more glamorous newbie teacher who joins the staff of St. George's, um, Sheba, who even with the name like Sheba, she comes in with all her sass, doesn't she? (laughs) So we're already quite excited about Sheba. Sheba's married. She has um, a child with special needs, a husband who is uh, devoted, but... um, Probably sort of a little a little bit neglectful, just that kind of been with you a long time, know you're there, don't feel I have to really work at it. I think the point, his point is that uh, in a marriage, you can take each other for granted. That's the point of being married. That isn't what Sheba thinks at all. Um, Barbara uh, thinks she's found this kindred spirit in Sheba, but she is the only person who thinks that. I mean, the moment you're reading the book, you can see that they're not really equally paired But you also see Barbara's absolute passion and conviction and loyalty, and that's valuable. And we are seeing the book from Barbara's point of view. She Um, she narrates for us however she is thoroughly shocked more shocked than Lucy was when she heard about the bed hopping in her novel (laughs) but um, Barbara is thoroughly shocked when she discovers that Sheba is having an affair which is always a shocking thing to find out about one of your friends but much worse than that Sheba is having an affair with a pupil and he's an underage pupil so there are all sorts of really horrible connotations here. And um, it absolutely flips how you feel about this sort of cosmopolitan, super sexy Sheba. Because what is she playing at? That is, you know, that's not seduction in our in our world. That's just wrong. Anyway, um, Barbara is the most villainous, unreliable, um, brilliant, sarky, pesky narrator I have ever come across and I will always love her for that but she is absolutely cruel and we just watch uh, this clearly it's a train crash I mean with those elements how could it not be but we see how it's going to unfold. (laughs) she's thrilled I made it for
1: <laughs> it goes quicker was, than you think doesn't it I was it?
2: breathing and speaking through but smooth. Yeah, I haven't actually read it <laughs> oh, so really? I really that really oh. makes me want to read it and I've sort of been feeling guilty about the fact that I haven't because so. you hadn't read it oh, oh wow yeah. so this I didn't this tell has you has you it was you brilliant nasty and pitch. pitch well you did now
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just did
2: did I sneak that in <laughs> I just love both
1: of these pitches um, well wow I mean I where think to start? Lucy can have it well no. I think Lucy's <laughs> Lucy uh, has brought a book which um, I know because of the film but not because of the book, and actually as we discussed, all the references you're saying, you know, the ori- I love the original Girl on the Train. You know, that's brilliant. You know, back and and, and p- potentially a sort of lost book in, mm. from the 30s, which people aren't picking up anymore.
0: And also, I think quite a feminist book. I think there's, I haven't read it yet. But oh, just absolutely. That, that feeling mm. that she could be pulled off a train and put in an asylum. Oh, totally. And, it, to and there are a lot man. of
2: men no. telling her you're being this silly oh. little woman. Yeah, you've got so it so you're hysterical. Having a turn. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That could be yesterday.
1: Yeah. And then we've got, you know, on on the other side, we've got this relatively modern novel that you're pitching Adele um, with just just brilliant characters, mm. you know, recognised uh, and again uh, made into a film recognised by by the Booker. And you're right, toxic female friendship is so compelling,
0: <laughs> so, so compelling so as so a, compelling. as something to
1: read about, isn't it? Rather than. Being you don't want to be
0: involved in one. No. no. But they're
2: murky to watch. Oh, so and quite, murky. And quite fun to write about, as well. have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I loved both of these pictures. I have read Notes on the Scandal. I haven't read The Lady Vanishes. You really brought it to life, Adele, I think, in, in telling us about Barbara and, that, and just selling that sort of villainous, which I do th- remember coming off the page. Um, oh, I don't know. They could both win. But. Do you know what? For for the fact that it's the fact that it's <laughs> so nice. <laughs> I feel like we've both won.
2: We've you have won. both. Yeah, you have done. both
1: won you're in a done. way, but <laughs> Do because you have to
2: pick a winner. Well, it it's rules? sort
1: of part of the whole thing, Make isn't it? Them but, you vote.
0: Know, it? get them to send <laughs> in texts or something.
1: <laughs> it would take too long. <laughs> they, it's like they're all, it's they're, like they're already voting it's their like own thing at home. They're already they already know which which one was their winner. But if I'm going to take home, I think the lady vanishes for the sheer fact that you know it potentially was the original book for so many that we're reading now, and perhaps it's not as well known. How oh, about that? Thank that's my reason. I
2: think it's a lovely winner. What do I win? Do I win, do I win can... the honker? The hon- no, you can't <laughs> take no, the honker next week. for the
1: sake. <laughs> I mean you can have another honk, you know, but um... no, that's
0: quite nice. I, can I give do you do another a honk. <laughs> <a> victory
1: lab. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you can take it and do a victory lab. That's so actually so a
0: tape or something. Coming down from
1: You just just don't steal it. <laughs> um.
0: Actually, though, though, you know the thing about um, uh, Agatha Christie that I always find extraordinary that she's sort of local to me. She went, mm. well, she isn't she, really, yeah. but she went missing locally mm. to oh, where I course, live. Yeah, perfect, and I always yeah. think the funniest thing about her is she has her own genuine mystery. Mm. So, a woman to have made her entire career and life mm. about mysteries then has her own mystery because she went missing. I think it was like, was it you know more, Lucy? Was it 10 weeks? T- Sorry, ten days, two weeks, something
2: like that. It was, t- yeah, it was, it was, it was something between the two. I think it was ten days yeah. in a hotel in Harrogate, and she no, she went missing, in. but she turned, she turned up in Harrogate. She turned up in Harrogate, and she checked in under the name of the woman her husband was having an affair with. Yeah,
1: oh, fair yes, though. That's right. Quite really. funny. Pretty yeah. funny. Not the Yes. Yeah, <laughs> clever. But
2: she didn't
0: p- check in at the beginning of the ten days. No, she only checked in as they found her. That's so true. What happened, yes. What, yes, ten what days, happened? And her too. car was found. Locally to us. Yeah. And I'm a, originally a girl from the northeast, so I've always loved that mystery. I've always thought of thought. Mm. So I love it that she kind of lived her world. I love that. I'm not living my world, in case anyone wonders if I'm peculiar and toxic. And,
2: <laughs> and, and constantly
1: and
0: destroying liar. my family and telling lies. No, I'm not. It is that worrying thing,
2: though. Yeah. You do start to wonder about... um your internet search history you know i think if my husband ever disappears True. then i'm gonna look you know they're really gonna finger me for <laughs> it seriously dodgy
1: <laughs> so those two books in the book of then that was uh, notes on a scandal by zoe heller and we had the lady vanishes by ethelena white and the hunting party by lucy foley is available in paperback from the 31st of october published by harper collins brexit day so that will be or not uh, so let's all forget Brexit and read your book instead. Yes, About please. murder. Thank you. Uh, and Lies, Lies, Lies by Adele Parks is out now and it's published by HQ. It's been absolutely lovely sitting here in our very lovely news studio uh, talking about books. I mean, we could we could stay forever, but I think I should let you go, really. Don't take the horn. Don't take
2: the horn. Promise. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks so much, so much for pleasure. joining us. Thank you so much, Jo. Great. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>